Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what is going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again. No white vans. As you guys always know, I never wear white vans. Um, but today I'm just in some lounge wear, some b-ball shorts t-shirt, and I'm barefoot. I'm like back at Mother Nature, like the way that I came into the world. Um, but I'm back again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today I am joined by Ali from Ta- it's, it's taboos right it's taboos podcast i keep saying taboos i don't know why why the r <laughs> slips in there every single time but i know that it's taboos podcast so welcome ali hey it is taboos that is my genius co-host idea and like mind baby so shout out to celeste for that because i am not that punny and i refuse to ever be that way <laughs> well thank you for joining us today um today we're actually going to be talking through this so for those of you who've already been following you know that it's international um women's history month so um if you followed the last episode you know i had my logo designer rio on um and friend she did a great job kicking off the uh the the month for women co-hosts so uh ali's picking up exactly where like it's like a relay race so ali is picking up she's the next uh leg on this race so i'm very excited to have her here um but before we get into it as always i want to thank each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show without you guys this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding um and i know ali i know i can kind of I guess I can kind of speak for Allie too. Like you guys, like the listeners are always like the best. So thank you so much for your support. 100%. And I am super stoked to be here, Matt. You have no idea. So <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm excited too. I'm excited. Um, so to get all the formalities out of the way, um, first and foremost, and we'll do two plugs. So first and foremost, if you're not already following me on social media, you know, you can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at anime talk 12. That's anime talk one, two, where can they find you all Allie? So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Taboos the Pod, on Facebook at Taboos, or you can reach out to us at TaboosPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, awesome. Um, there you'll find, like I know on my page and I know on theirs, there are very uh, a lot of updates and different um, news and things like that about their podcast, same as mine, any giveaways and things like that. So make sure that you guys uh, go out and you show them some love. You show me some love. You show everybody some love out here to all those indie podcasts. Um as always, well, like this, not as always. This week, I don't have really any updates for you guys. As always, if anyone is interested in getting a sticker, which if you're interested in getting my sticker, let me know. But, dude, you have to be excited to get the Taboos podcast stickers because I got two of them. They are absolutely amazing. Two different ones, um, but they're absolutely amazing. So you guys got to reach out. Ask me about mine, but get theirs too. So um, you definitely got to do that. Um, and I know you told me a quick story because I know you told me like that there was a reason behind the two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So first off, your stickers are super dope. Like the hologram. Oh, my God. I love it. Appreciate it. Appreciate <clears throat> it. I'm humbled. Sorry about that. But 
So Celeste and I each had a list of who we were going to send a postcard and stickers to, and you were on both of our lists. So uh, I think Celeste sent hers first, and yeah, you just got twice the love. I appreciate that. They were absolutely amazing. Both great. I have like a whole wall now that I'm starting. Well, not a wall, but it's like a wall on my on my main computer, like my big rig. And it's like just full of 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 uh, podcast stickers. So you guys are right there at the top. So I appreciate the love that you guys sent. We love all the love that you show us and we appreciate it. <laughs> hey, no problem. Um um yeah for me you guys you already know if you follow or like if you follow me like dislike an episode i don't care just give me some interaction i always love that um and the shows that we're going to do that we're going to kind of cover today um there may be some spoiler there um as always i always try to give a spoiler disclaimer but these are older shows so you've probably either watched these shows and if you weren't going to watch or if you haven't watched these shows Hopefully you do go watch the show. So we'll try to keep spoilers kind of to a minimal, but um, just to let you guys know, spoilers may be ahead. Um, so in typical fashion, how we always do these interviews is we go through interview questions, then we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll actually review the anime. So I guess, Ali, if you're down, let's go ahead and get into some of these interview questions. I'm super ready. Okay. All right. First question. Dun, dun, dun. I need like the uh, what is it the weakest link uh, like that little the, the music like the little drop that comes in to ask questions oh wait is that uh, who wants to be a millionaire yeah yes that's what yes who wants to be a millionaire that's what it was yes, yes that's what I, I can't I don't remember what it is so yeah, you were close though that think, sounded about right I feel like I was close I feel like I was I'm about 80% sure that I was right um, okay so the first question for Ali, um, name the first anime you watched and how were you introduced to, into it and I guess how you fell in love with, or why you fell in love with it. So I am dating myself here, but my first anime was Outlaw Star. And mm. I was actually introduced to a whole bunch of animes at once, um, like Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, Trigon, Vampire Hunter D. But Outlaw Star was the first one I watched all the way through and I like fell in love with Gene Starwin. Mm-hmm. I, I was it. in high school and um, I had a boyfriend at the time who was huge into anime and huge into RPGs like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. So having belt buckles that went to nowhere on his pants was <laughs> a huge thing. But yeah, shout out to John, one for terrible choices in high school and two for being the one to introduce me to anime. So I am grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, I and it's crazy like that you say that because I I wouldn't even say recently because it was a couple years ago. Like I recently in that sense went back and actually watched Outlaw Star because it was one of those ones that I heard like kind of came out around that time. Um, and I was like, dude, I was like, this is one of those ones that kind of got swept under the rug. Like, I mean, because mm-hmm. at that time, like you had, like you said, your Cowboy Bebops, you had all of these like Triguns, all these other shows that came out. But like not a lot of people were really just talking about Outlaw Star um, at the time or that I that I heard in my circle. So I was like, dude, let me go back and watch this. And it was actually a really dope anime. Agreed. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Keep it going. So now we know what your what what kind of started you in on the journey. What are you currently watching um now? And I guess like give us a little bit of a backstory, like if there's something that you're watching for a reason or if you're doing research or anything like that. Like what what are you watching now? 
So first off, I have to give a big thanks to you because you reignited my love for anime. No joke. Like, yes. Listening to your podcast got me back into it. So here's the thing with me and anime. I've watched a lot, but more recently, I don't even watch TV. But my husband wa- has been watching a ton of anime, so I'll catch whatever he's watching, like Sword Art Online or Seven Deadly Sins. Nice. And I'm like, that seems cool. And I'll I'll watch it. I'll just sit and binge it with him, but I'll never actually sit down and watch it myself. So then I started listening to you, and I was like, you know what? I need to get back into it. So I did start rewatching it, and he's actually been watching uh, Attack on Titan. Nice. Oh, yes. And... Yeah, I've been huge into it. It's been so good. I've been reading like all the plot stuff that I'm missing because I don't know where I joined in his <laughs> watching of it. But um, so I'm kind of going through that. And I just finished up rewatching FMA for our episode. Oh, yes. So I'm going to move on to Claymore next because I watched a bit of it back in the day mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember the name of it or anything so i asked my husband what's what's the anime with the girl and like the paladin gear because <laughs> i think i want to watch it again so that's next up on my list oh uh, yes and we did yeah for the for the one last week like you were talking about the one last week uh, that i had rio on we did a pretty good review of claymore and it's interesting that you say that because she was the one who put me on that one so it's like we're all watching the kind of the same show, but each one is being put on the same show by somebody else. So it's, it's interesting that that's happening like that, but yeah, Claymore was such a good watch though. Yeah. I actually screenshot like your episode and sent it to my husband. I'm like, look what Matt's reviewing today. (laughs) Yes. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Um, Which again, if you guys haven't seen Claymore or any of the shows that Ali just talked about, I highly suggest that you go back and watch them because like attack on Titan is in the final season right now. And Oh, my gosh there is so it much is so good yeah. oh my gosh so good so good um okay so let's see next question so now we get into more of like personalized questions so how can you tell your like how can you tell if an anime is good or bad and what how do you kind of like frame your judgment around that so art is a big one for me i'm definitely drawn to a certain style of anime for instance my husband, Nick, um, likes, I can't even describe the style, honestly. Have you seen um, Gantz? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an example that I personally can't get into, but I have to be drawn to the art. The characters have to be really well developed. I can't just, I can't do like action animes that don't have any good storyline to them. There needs to be substance there. Yeah. And then there has to be a good soundtrack to draw me in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All those are very valid points, like very valid points, Um, because like on my episode that I did, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, it has to have a really dope plot line. It has to have really good character development. It has to have good music. And for me, um, like art style, like art style is huge for me, too, because I but see where I struggle is I struggle with the same that same kind of like 3D-esque style. Like, I can't watch that. Like, it, it. completely fries my brain like that whole like the the cybernetic where they look kind of like they try to make them look either too real or they look just but they look very robotic as they're kind of walking i'm like i can't i can't get into this style at all and it's weird too because if it's too brutal i won't get into it either which is weird to say because attack on titan gets 
pretty brutal, but yeah. that's not the kind of brutal I mean. I can't even describe what I'm trying to say, but I think you feel me. I do. I definitely feel you. And yeah, but I, and like you said, to your point, I think that all of those assets kind of, or all of those like aspects definitely will draw you into a show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of difficult to, it's kind of difficult to sit down and say like one style, especially if you like, like a lot of different anime. Um, because like you said, I mean, you can watch like Outlaw Star and like Cowboy Bebop, but they have a very retro-esque feel to them. So mm-hmm. they're going to look different than like something like a, an Attack on Titan now. Like they're, even though they're, they're similar in the sense that like they look kind of, kind of aesthetically the same like the vibe that they put off is totally different. Like there is, you understand like from the very beginning, this is who Spike is. This is what the storyline is going to be. He's a bounty hunter. It's cut and dry. The only thing that we're going to do is keep doing bounties from here on, here on out versus like yep. Attack on Titan. There's like so many different storylines and so many different plots and lines that they can kind of draw off. And you're like, okay, well, there's so much going on here. So have you ever seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. I love Always Sunny. Same here. So like, Charlie's like sis, uh, what's it called like his conspiracy theory board that mm-hmm. he has I feel like that's Attack on Titan yeah. I'm like what is happening right now <laughs> exactly yes exactly and every time somebody says this this is so off topic right now but every time somebody says it's, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia the two episodes that since you brought this up the two episodes that always pop up into my head are Dayman and uh, I, I love that the Dayman episode. Um, yep. And uh, and the second one is always the uh, the crack where they where they end up like doing yes. the, where they try to do crack and then they're like, okay, we mm-hmm. want to do crack to get on welfare. And I'm and the guy like pulls up and they're like, we like one crack, please. And the guy's like, well, how much mm-hmm. money you got? And he's like, two hundred dollars. He's like, yeah, that'd be enough. He's like, oh, that's that's actually a really good price. <laughs> It kills me every time because I'm like, y'all got strung out on crack to go get on welfare. Yep. I love Always Sunny. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned the Dayman episode because on my personal Twitter one day, I just posted some lyrics from that. I'm sure everybody was like, what is she talking about right now? I, that used to be like, that used to be a, uh, what was that? I actually have it on a playlist and I have, um, and I used to have it as a, I used to have it as a text message tone. That's how dedicated to Dayman that I was. That is amazing. Charlie is like my spirit animal. Exactly. So. I think he's everybody's spirit animal if you watch that show. Agreed. Um, okay. So, okay. Because we're going to get sidetracked because I can talk about it's always sunny all day. Um, so how far do you go to like support anime? Um, like, do you buy figurines? Do you buy merch? I know you said you're getting back into it, but like, well, I guess, I guess in this situation, since you're married, do you and your husband or, you know, have, do you guys buy merch or anything like that? Figurines? We don't really have any merch for it. Actually, though, I have been looking at certain Funkos for okay. certain animes that I want to get. Yeah. But, I actually have been getting into manga as well, so I guess kind of supporting it in a different fashion. Yeah, that's cool. Do you have any like what what mangas do you have, or like are you are you following like certain ones that you have full volumes for, or? So I actually started out with Full Metal, mm, and smart. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I did like a for a while. Um, I used to so I signed up for anime the anime loot crate box. 
And it was really dope because in every single one of them, like obviously they were all themed or something. So like if you did like a, if they did like a duel for the month of February, um, everything that came in there was like all oriented to like Pokemon. It would have like, so something from Pokemon, something from Yu-Gi-Oh, something from like all the dueling animes. Um, Oh, nice. But the cool part about it was you always got a t-shirt and you always got like a volume one of a random manga. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, so it was like, so you get all of this, so like, I got like a Pikachu, it had like a little Pikachu like toboggan, but it had the little Pokeballs like coming down like off the side of it. Aww. Um, And then it had like, I think I had like a like a, like a random Yu-Gi-Oh card or something like that, like a little small little starter deck. And then I had like a Pokemon t-shirt and I had a like a little pen that had the Yu-Gi-Oh, like uh, uh, the the Millennium Puzzle, it was just like so. And I and I used to love stuff like that because I'm like, dude, this is dope. Because you you always get a volume one and you always get a kind of cool T-shirt and you, some cool merch. So I always thought that was yeah. cool, but it got so expensive though because at the time they wanted you to pay up front, so you had to pay like three hundred dollars up front to get it yeah to get it like sent throughout like I think it was twelve twelve months or something like that. And I was like, uh yeah you know like yeah. <laughs> like if i could break this down to monthly payments that'd be dope but i can't just every every time it comes around like just shell out 300 dollars and be okay with this i have a hard time with commitment so <laughs> <laughs> one thing i do love though are like mashup t-shirts so i definitely want to find more in that vein for animes that i love for instance mm. I have a Pokemon and Harry Potter mashup Mm t-shirt that is, it's like Harry versus Voldemort in the old school Game Boy series of Pokemon. And it's like, Harry chooses Hedwig. So I love shirts like that that match mash up various genres yeah i like that that's actually that actually sounds pretty cool yeah i may i may kind of find some stuff like that i always i i, I do like a good mashup as well so yeah that's that's pretty dope though especially that one that'd be pretty cool or i would have loved to have seen like for that one like he chose like some kind of like um like a lion pokemon or something like that and like a arcanine or oh, something that'd like be that super cute yeah. yeah and it said like gryffindor and but it was like another but it was like an actual lion pokemon i think that would have been pretty cool yeah, or he chooses like, or like Voldemort chooses um, Evans or something. Yeah, 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 like a yeah, like a Ekans or like a Arbok or something like that. That would have been yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Like that would have been yep. like a really dope mashup. Um, I can't believe I just said Evans for Ekans. I know exactly. What you mean. I, I canceled myself for Pokemon. I picked it up. It's okay. The Pokemon community is is always very forgiving. I mean, there's there's like fifteen thousand games out. We have to be forgiven. We have to be forgiven. Um, no, I need to know though. Who's your favorite Pokemon? <laughs> my favorite Pokemon, and this this surprises a lot of people, but my favorite Pokemon is actually Ludicolo. Ooh. Um, I love me a good Ludicolo, and the reason why, because we're talking about this, and again, you asked us. Everyone know that the reason why we are off schedule right now is because of Allie. Um, this, this is how it happens <laughs> at Taboos too. I mean, this is just par for the course. Um, so the reason why I love Ludicolo is one, because I love it because he dances all the time and Ludicolo's always seem very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I love his shiny form because he goes to like a, his shiny form is like a teal and, um, an orange. Nice. So I love that color, that color scheme. And three, because on, um, like I play sword and shield. Yep. So on Sword and Shield, when I do duo battles, he actually has um, he has an ability where 
he does like when he does rain dance, he immediately heals himself yeah. um, to a certain percentage. So like I, I have him, he's like a tank for me. So I use him to like, I'll gigantamax, I'll, I'll gigantamax him. Then I'll use like a water move. I'll set the rain and then I'll set like overgrowth. So then, and he's got leftovers. So literally he heals from the rain. He heals from the overgrowth and he heals from the leftovers. So he's just a tanky boy for me. Like literally he just sits there and you can, you can hit him with like, but I have like his weakness policy on. So like, you can't like, so stuff to like uh ice damage that would normally be like a super effective for him does mm-hmm. left less damage so he's literally just a tanky boy like you can't so really hurt him much so i love him do people just rage quit when they come across you because you don't die ever yeah he just kind of like and literally he just sits there and like even when people like I've, I've i've been in battles and like people like they get mad and because obviously you can only use gigantamax once but like he he still has rain dance so even when like the rain stops i just set a rain dance again and he just starts healing again mm-hmm. and i have and i use a barrascuta on the others i know this is going way too nerdy and off the subject but i use a barrascuta as his as his partner uh-huh. because when my barrascuta when the rain is set he actually gets a speed boost so he's already fast by himself and he can pretty much like one hit like he gets the damage buff and he gets like he gets a damage buff and he gets a speed boost for being out when ludicolo sets rain so it's like you literally can't do anything by the time you try to hit ludicolo to take him out my bear scooter has already taken both of your pokemon out now you have to wait again and give me a turn so he's just kind of tanky he's just a tanky boy i love him that is the level of dueling i'll never be able to achieve i literally haven't even gotten close to finishing my dex and shield yet but guess what what's that my favorite Pokemon is Growlithe, and for the first time ever, I decided to shiny hunt in Shield. I never had in any of the previous generations, and Same. I got a shiny Growlithe oh. my first time shiny hunting. Nice! I, I did not even, I didn't shiny hunt my, um. and you're talking about actually like finding one in the wild. Yep. Yeah, no, I my Ludicolo, it took me 432 eggs to get my ludicolo to get oh my, my shiny lotag yeah so yeah so I, i'm envious of you. even though he's my he's my lover boy and i had to breed specifically for that absorption for that ring so i like mm-hmm. i literally was going back and forth trying to find like i had to find a shiny and then find him with that specific ability so it was very rare that i found him so that's why he's there now wow that's huge dedication that i just don't have <laughs> But I'm envious because you because you freaking got a, a Growlithe like for like and just got him through a regular shiny. So I'm I'm kind of sad about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. Where are we at here? Um, so da, da, da. okay. How did you like? How did you get into your like your podcast? Like, what made you guys? Well, I guess I can only ask you because Celeste isn't here. But what made you guys kind of get into your podcast? And you know, what gave you like the the inspiration and everything like that to start? So it was all Celeste's brainchild. She initially asked me to do a book podcast, and I was like. I don't know where you think I have the time to read a book a week, but that's not going to happen. So I actually just flat out said no. And then she came, she came back with, what if we have a podcast called Taboos and we just have our normal discussions that we have in general, which is just random topics that society generally 
doesn't like people having out loud. Mm-hmm. She and I have those kind of conversations all the time. And we drink during it. So taboo with booze, taboos was born. Smart. Look at you guys. I, yeah, mine was just anime talk. I found out there was like four anime talks when I signed up. So I was like, oh, kind of sad. But at least well, you guys have a, a unique idea, though. I like that, though. Yours is the best, though, so screw those other ones. I appreciate that. Look at that. Of course. You can't see me, but there was a little beat on the chest right there to, for for the uh, <laughs> to, to show that we were together on that one. Um, so let's see. Let me see here. Um, so what anime series would you recommend to a newbie? I would have to go with Cowboy Bebop because it's so easy to get into like i think of somebody that hasn't watched anime that thinks it's weird or has all these misconceptions about it and bebop doesn't have any of the air quotes weirdness to it it's just a western mm-hmm. it's a western anime really so i think it's i think it's easy to get into all the characters are so relatable and fun and well like well built out that you end up loving all of them so I truly think it's the best one to just kind of slide on into. And the music is amazing. So, Oh, yeah. I completely agree. I, I, I say the exact same thing. And the thing about it is, is like, so my first anime crush, obviously, was Faye Valentine. Um, and I think she mm-hmm. started me down, like, she started me down, like, that whole, like, role of um, loving, like, the bad characters. Because then I jumped from, like, her to, like, Revy on Black Lagoon, which she's pretty much the exact same, just more aggressive and more assertive. Yeah. Um, and it just started me down this path of, like, loving bad girls. So now I, I blame Faye. I mean, because she always had good intentions, but she always was, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was like, you know... I've run into a lot of phase in my life and yep. I'm just like, this is just, this is just horrible. Like I, I run into you every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really she had, she was selfish yes. and I mean, she wasn't, she was like a chaotic good. I don't even know what she would align with, but once she met the crew is when she kind of started being better, but still, Still a little sassy. Yeah, because I was like, anytime, like, and it always me- makes me think back to like those episodes where like she was part of the crew, but never really part of the crew, where she would just kind of like show up and like just stay on uh, on the ship. Like she had her own room mm-hmm. and she would just kind of hang out. And then she'd be like, oh, I was just playing, guys. We're not friends anymore. I'm going to leave. And then she'd come back again and everybody was just like, okay, yeah, Faye's back. We get it. Yep, She's exactly. <laughs> she fit so. in so well and it was perfect. Yes, yes, indeed. I love, I love it though. I love the whole character. Like you said, I can talk about Cowboy Bebop all day too. Agreed. Um, so I guess before we go into commercial break, I know that we kind of, we kind of um, talk through like where where you guys can be located and where they can find you guys. Um, but I'll give you, you know, another chance, and we'll we'll paint we'll plug you again at the very end. But um, before we get into commercial break, let the the fans out there know exactly where they can find you one more time. Do you mind if I ask you a quick question first? No problem. Go ahead. I love questions, interaction. I love it. I live for it. Let's go. I know that you often ask, 
what are people's top three anime characters, but I want to know what yours are. Oh my gosh. I wasn't prepared for this. Um, no, so my favorite, my favorite top three characters um, right now, actually, and it's inter- interesting that you asked me that question. So right now, as much as I love Spike um, from, from uh, and I just said a Cowboy Bebop, as much as I love Spike, my number one character right now who I'm just loving is uh, Rimuru from um, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love his character design. I love the fact that he's literally a ball of slime that just kind of exists, mm-hmm. but he can like shapeshift and like turn into anything like that he's absorbed. So I love that about him. Yeah. Um, so he's probably like, I guess you could say probably like number one. I don't, I, I struggle with putting things in, in a hierarchy, but I guess he would be like a number one. I would say probably Spike's number two. Um, and who would be number three? Hmm. Don't I would me s- just putting you on the spot on your own podcast. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. Uh, who would be number three? I guess just going off of what I'm, what I've been watching and just, just off the top of my head, it would probably be... Ooh, probably Eins. Eins will go gone from um uh from Overlord. Um Ooh, it's I a similar yeah, it's a it's a similar like reincarnation um type. Well, not even no, it's not really a reincarnation. It's a similar like similar to Attack on Titan or not Attack on Titan, Sword Online. Okay. So like the the brief synopsis, and I'm being very brief, the brief synopsis is essentially there's a kid who's playing an online game. Him and his friends built like this amazing castle. They are, they like pretty much conquered the whole game. And the main character decides like, okay, cool. Like they say that, you know, the, the game server is going to close like at midnight. So he gets on one last time and one of his friends gets on with him and they have like a whole guild of like 12 to 15 members but his one friend gets on and he's like yeah man you know everybody's been working lately nobody's been on so you know it was good to see you i'll just stay on till midnight and his friend's like cool i gotta go to work in the morning morning so he gets off so mm-hmm. the main character is like okay cool well you know i guess i'll just stay in here till midnight when the server closes so you know yeah. they do the countdown 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 so it hits 12 o'clock midnight then it goes 1201 and so he's like, okay, well, the game should have kicked me out. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, the NPCs that were in their castle, they're all moving by themselves. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so he, like, basically is, like, in the game. The game is no longer the game. They've been t- teleported outside of the game into a different world. And he's, like, but he's still got his OP level that he was when they went, when they were in the game, like, in the previous game. Mm-hmm. So now he's, like, trying to, like, find out like obviously all the npcs in the castle they're all relying on him because as far as they know like he's he's an actual deity they didn't know that he was an actual like he's a kid outside of this game yeah but now they kind of treat him like a king while also while so he has to maintain the front of being a king while also being scared because he doesn't know if he's the only human that's alive in his game and what's happening to his body outside of the game oh i like that like that double edgeness to it where it is a little bit different than sort art where he has to keep up the facade yeah and so it's and it's cool because he also has uh, emotional uh, emotional stabilization checks so whenever he gets whenever he gets like too excited like one of the one of the main female npcs like she has like a 
a he rewrote her code essentially to where she would fall madly in love with him (laughs) um and and then like when he went to try to like change it he couldn't change it because now the game has changed so now anytime that like she comes up to him and like you know she's like oh you know let's have a baby or something like that like Mm -hmm. when he gets excited there's a meet there's like an immediate stabilization that comes in and like it kind of washes over him and he goes back to like zero so he Mm -hmm. can't go he can't get like super sad but he also can't get super happy so he has to maintain like his uh like essentially now he's lost his humanity because he can't be super excited or be super sad so now he's just kind of like this monster that just kind of lives in the game oh gotcha so it's it's very interesting but he'd probably be my third one because again he fits that mode of like being a very op main character but you really don't know like through some of his actions you don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy so i don't know we're still kind of waiting on that and freaking season five season four has been taking like ten thousand years to come out so we don't know but um i mean i'd say he's probably my third one. what about yourself um i would say you know what i think my first slot goes to winry from full metal oh, oh yeah i love little little winry rock bell i love a lot of secondary characters so I don't know. I just like that she is a strong female character and she is just doing her own thing, making her auto mail and she's there, but yeah. she's still very central to the story. I agree. And then I'm loving Hanji from Attack on Titan. They oh, yeah. are amazing. I don't know. <laughs> I know there's like some confusion as to whether or not they have a gender. I know in the manga, they don't mm-hmm. in the, uh, anime they refer to her as she i she like that's who i want to be when i grow up she's crazy she is just all about science and she takes control i love that okay i can see that and my third spot would have to be a battle royale between spike and then gene from um samurai champlo they're essentially the same character. So I think it's kind of a toss-up between the two. I agree. And when I first started watching Cowboy Bebop, I wanted to be like Spike. He's so like suave mm-hmm. and knows who he is and doesn't apologize for who he is. And I was just like, I want to be like him. And yeah, Gene is very much the same. So I'd, yeah. say, I'd uh, have to say go to either or. And yeah, I you know, and actually now that I say that, I would... I actually think that I think that he's more I mean he's I think I think that Spike is more Mugen than I would say that he is probably Gene. He does have some chaos in him for sure. Yeah, I think that cuz and they have they both have like that unorthodox cuz like anytime you see like Spike kind of fight he has like a very unorthodox style and I think Mugen has kind of the same thing. Oh yeah, agreed definitely. Now that you say that I can see their fighting styles being very similar. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. Like, that would be a fight that I want to see, like, some kind of mashup or something like that. Like, I want somebody, if anyone is listening to this that does, like, the, the music videos or, like, those a, the AMV videos or AV, AVM, AMV. Am I thinking about that AMV? Yeah, AMV videos. Yep. Do that. Do that and tag me in it. Tag me and tag Ali in this. Like, I, I, need, I need to see this video of those two fighting. I would love to see that. That would be amazing because they both fight <laughs> dirty sometimes too. Exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um okay, cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do your no, 
no actually no do you have any other questions because that was a dope question that was a good question nope i'm good i just wanted to know yours because we always hear about your guests but i was like but what are yours <laughs> and now now i feel like i need to do an episode about that i'm writing down that episode right now you can't obviously again you can't see it but i'm literally writing down the idea of doing something with my favorite characters so thank you for nice that. of course <laughs> um okay so let's do i guess we'll do a plug and then we'll take a quick commercial break so where can they find you again ali so taboos hang on celeste always does this so now i'm questioning myself <laughs> so it's taboos the pod on instagram and twitter it's taboos on facebook and it's taboos podcast at gmail.com okay awesome make sure that you guys go out and follow them um and all we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. And then once we, once we're back, then uh, we'll go ahead and pick up where we left off as far as getting into the anime review. So we'll be back guys. And we are back. Okay. I've got Allie from uh, Taboo's podcast on with us. Like if you guys, you should have already been around and listened to her interview. If you didn't like go ahead and hit the little 10 second rewind and go all the way back or or scale, scale it back to the very beginning and listen to that awesome interview that we had. But we're going to go ahead and pick up from here with some anime reviews. Pew, pew, pew. I'm so excited. So I know I, I'm, I'm excited too. And I know that you actually, I think I let you pick. Did I let you pick these? You did. And I was like, <laughs> after I picked, I was like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> I think I was like I think I let her pick these. So the two um shows that we actually are doing the review of was Fully Cooley and Full Metal Alchemist. Um so I guess we'll start with Fully Cooley first. Um so Fully Cooley uh it has a ranking of an 8 out of 10 on my anime list. Um, it aired April 26, 2000 to March 16, 2001. It has six original episodes, and we I think we talked about this. Like, there are three seasons of this that now, I think they total 18 episodes, like in two separate spinoff seasons. Yeah, I had no idea. So, I just focused on the first six. Yes, and as did I. Um, so, um, and I guess kind of going through it, I don't know, like, I kind of want you to like kind of start off like what would I first of all I love I love the sh- I, I like the show it was okay I'm, I'm gonna say this okay because I, I believe in 100% transparency I liked the show I did not love the show I know that people say that it's a, it's a classic it's a, you know it's the it's that it's that like that start like this is like oh my gosh like it's just like a replay and everything like that I liked it I did not like it at that level because to me personally, like, or to me personally, I fucking hate saying that. Okay. To me, <laughs> cause obviously it's me personally. Um, but to me, where I struggled with this show was I love shows that are very chaotic and kind of all over the place, but this show literally felt like living inside of Ed's brain from, from, um, from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I concur with that 100%. Definitely. It's like it's like being on some sort of really insane trip. Yeah, and and it's the whole and it's the whole and even though it's even though it's just 6 episodes, well, 18 episodes total, but just in the first 6 episodes, even though it's just 6 episodes and they're like 24 minutes. So it's not even like it's just a long show, but it's just so much that goes on that it's just very like I understand the storyline. I'm smart enough to understand the storyline. I get where everything is kind of going. I get all of that. But it's just so much going on to me that just kind of takes 
like it takes away from the show but also if it doesn't have the weirdness then it it kind of isn't the show yeah i can totally see what you're saying there like one of the big questions is why is there a goddamn i like clothing iron what is it called i don't iron my clothes i think it's yeah i think it is oh my god no it's just mm, i think you just would call it an iron it's just sitting in the middle of the city and you're like what and it, okay. it, it just randomly just steams. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Here's Steam. This is not an anime for people <laughs> starting out in animes. <laughs> no, not not at all. I, I like I said. I mean, I think that it had again. It had some really good um, pieces. Like I love from the very like at the very beginning. As much as it was, as much as it was very weird, I liked. Um, I think it's Nota. Naota, not Naota. I always suck with names. I mean, we joked about this already. I suck very much with names. Um, but nobody ever really says his name. I think it's Nota. Yeah. It's like, I love, I love like at the very beginning. It's, it's weird because like at the very beginning, you're like, okay, you're just a random kid. Like this place has nothing special going on. Your brother's ex girlfriend is like in love with you and like clinging to you now because he's gone. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and then all of a sudden, there's just a, lady on a, the Vespa queen like kind of comes up and then she runs him over with her Vespa which I don't I've never been hit by a Vespa but they don't look like they don't look like anything that would I feel like I would do like and I, I and I'm not like a big guy like I'm like I'm six probably six six foot maybe pushing six one maybe like 240 so it's like I'm a big-ish guy, but I'm pretty sure I would do more damage to the Vespa than what the Vespa would be doing to me, unless it was going like, you know, I may, I guess as fast as she was going. I mean, maybe as fast as she was going when she hit him, like, he almost, he really did almost die, but I feel like I would have tore up the Vespa by standing and not there. And not only does he get hit by the Vespa, then she comes at him with his, her guitar, and you're like, what is even <laughs> happening right now and it's like it's like a swing for the fences like if again if you haven't seen this show i'm never going to say like i'm one of those type people i have shows that i strongly dislike i do not have anime that i hate except for no i'm not even gonna say that because there's i always respect art forms like regardless i'm never gonna say that i hate something i can say that i dislike it but i'm i would never say that i did i hate it but yeah like in this show like there's just so much that goes on it's it's easy to like you like the show but it's like i have no idea like if you didn't sit down, it took me. I when when I first watched it, like I watched it, and then when we talked about it, us talk talking about it, I literally had to go look at the at the actual plot summary to make sure that I knew exactly what I had watched. Because I'm like yep. everything that was going on, I lost myself somewhere in there. <laughs> I th- I kind of have a theory around that. So when I first watched it, I was probably. 19 or so Mm -hmm. and i'm 34 now so when i watched it back then i truly thought it was just a sexual coming of age story for the main character Mm -hmm. i can see that but upon re upon rewatching it though i really think that it is just a coming of age story and like him finding himself because you think about it we don't even know how to pronounce his name because it's almost never said because everybody calls him takoon because he's essentially a replacement for his brother mamimi his brother's ex-girlfriend or whatever literally is just using him to fill a void 
his dad clearly doesn't care. He just melds into society. He's he doesn't stand out at all. He doesn't even have any emotions in the beginning of the nope. show. No. So throughout it, I feel like it's the chaos that's happening in his mind and how he's trying to reconcile that he is his own person and his own individual and he needs he needs to be able to make his own choices and not try to fill somebody else's shoes and be his own person. You know, I didn't even think about it. like that is literally the best way that I don't like I'm I'm speechless like that actually because now I'm thinking about it like that really makes sense um, because like you said there's because literally the premise of the whole show is that they live in a place that nothing interesting happens like nothing out of the ordinary happens everybody goes to work parents are happy because the 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 big old iron in the in the sky is here now it's it's here so everybody gets a job and everything like that so it's like there's a it's just a normal ordinary place until the vespa queen shows up and then all of a sudden it's like okay well now life is more interesting but it's still like life but like you said with his ex, with his brother's ex-girlfriend like kind of hanging around him the whole time it's just kind of weird because it's like you know she's like oh yeah cool like let me nibble on your ear or let me put a hickey <laughs> on your neck and it's like but why what i i'm confused like why why does why are you doing this to me is it because my brother's not here and like you said his dad and like even his grandpa is just kind of they're just kind of very blah you know they're just kind of like you said they go through every day and just kind of do what they're told and it's just an ordinary show yeah and he doesn't even fight against any of it really until haruko, haruko? yeah i think that's it right? yeah i think yeah. you actually said that yep good job see i'm, I'm jealous until, again. She, until she starts until she comes into his life and starts showing him that he is something special although that's not her intent at all she's also just using him but he doesn't fight against being used until later in the anime. And at one point, spoilers, when he, um, like the second to final boss battle, I guess you could yeah. say, he kisses Haruko and she's so shocked by it because it's not what she like programmed him to mm-hmm. do. He's truly acting of his own accord. And then by the end of the series, you see that he's truly found his own identity. So it's so much more than what I originally thought it was. And I guess realizing that gave me a new perspective on it. It's still crazy. It's still like completely out of control. And I would not (laughs) recommend it to anybody diving into anime the first time. But I think it's, I think it's unique and I think it has its place in the anime world. I agree. Like I said, and like I said, I I like the show again. It wasn't, it wasn't like a love, like, and I think it wasn't a love for me. Um, I struggle with always getting out my actual complete thought. I always like start talking over myself. Um, but it was a like for me. It wasn't necessarily a love, but I think that the nostalgia piece. And I think that the, the, cult-like following for Fooly Cooly is really what got this like an 8 out of 10 because there are a lot of shows that I've watched and a lot of shows that like I know for a fact that I've heard multiple people talk about you know that are like oh my gosh like this show is just amazing and people are like yes we rant and rave about this show and it's like a 7.5 so it's like if that Mm -hmm. show is that good to where everybody is ranting and raving about it and it's only a 7.5 like for Fooly Cooly to get an 8 it it has it has something different and that something different is that the whole show is just chaos it's like like you said it literally is it it is what it is what I would like I said I would assume that the inside of Ed from Cowboy Bebop's mind is like if if not only was 
not only if not only was it inside his head but at the same time he also took like a trip at the exact same time so it's like yep. not only is he already very sporadic and very just over the type at top and just kind of crazy in the first place but he also decided that he wants to take shrooms and that is what this show ended up coming out like this is what his mind would see i gotta be honest though that's what adolescence was <laughs> for me so i 100 percent understand like all of it and it's not an anime i'm gonna watch again often i might watch it again in in like five or ten years or so to see what new perspectives yep. i have on it because there is a lot of chaos in it and it yeah it, it's just crazy but i wouldn't mind revisiting it down the road for nostalgia purposes and just kind of reevaluating yeah, it yeah i time. agree and i think and like i said i think that's where that's where um that's where a lot of that appeal and like a lot of those reviews and stuff like that, I think that's where they come from is, is that nostalgia piece. Like somebody's like, man, you know what? I haven't watched in, you know, a year or two fully Cooly. I'm gonna put fully Cooly on. It's a quick watch of six episodes. You know, it just makes sense to kind of put it on. So that, I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. Also, if I ever cosplay, like I want to Haruko, Haruko cosplay would be pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that that'd be kind of cool. I've always thought about cosplaying. I just haven't decided on who I want to be. It's like on my checklist or bucket yeah. list or whatever. I just have to like come to terms that it might happen when I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's okay. You know, I mean, you know, they, they, as you know, once, once it's inside of you, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter when, you know, you can, you can show up in a wheelchair and I'm pretty sure you can, there's always some character in a wheelchair that you can show up as. So you're good. You're all good. Agreed. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on Fooly Cooly? Mm, nope. Probably just if you're intrigued, go in with yes, an open please. mind. Very open. Um, Okay. Well, I guess we can move on from Fooly Cooly. And this next show, like we talked about Full Metal Alchemist, this show is one of the shows that I'm talking about that you would think, again, that had because of the, the lineage and because of the amount of hype that this show gets, you would think that it's a high rating. But um, so Full Metal Alchemist, ranking, the ranking is 8.1. 8.1. Now, Fooly Cooly was an 8. Yeah, I disagree with this strongly. For me, Full Metal is solidly. Yeah, like, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so I don't know, so wishy washy. It's crazy. Um, but 51 episodes for Full Metal Alchemist because we're talking about now for the listeners. You guys have already known, or if you're a diehard Full Metal Alchemist fan, you already know there are two separate versions of this. So there is Full Metal Alchemist. There's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We're specifically talking about Full Metal Alchemist. Um, 51 episodes aired October 4th, 2003 to October 2nd, 2004. Um, okay, let's get into it. Celeste, you, uh, the, uh, the floor is yours. So I don't even remember how I got into Full Metal, but once I was, I was hooked mostly because the character development is amazing. And so is the plot line and, I love anything with a little bit of magic in it. And to me, alchemy is a little yeah. bit of magic. So, and really full metal, the 2003 version hooks you in immediately with the opening being the boys. And oh what yeah. They're oh my gosh. I mean, oh my gosh. I just do. cried a little bit yeah. on the inside. 
Yeah, I mean, it immediately pulls at your heartstrings and Ed is so excited to get their mom back and he tells Al it's going to be great and then you watch what they go through and you're like, wow, okay, <laughs> this is going to be intense. This is not oh what I thought gosh. it was. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and to your point, well, I mean, I guess and an additional point for you is it also has one of your favorite characters in there with Winry. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But you know my favorite there. Uh, so I have I have if I was to rank like maybe my top three Full Metal Alchemist characters, I would say first and foremost, I don't care what anybody says. First and foremost, number one has to be Major Armstrong. Do I love Major <laughs> Armstrong? He is like you talk about spirit animals. He is what I I aim to be in my whole life. Like. I want to be so buff that I flex out of my clothes. And not only do I flex out of my clothes, but I get sparkles and like little stars and yes. stuff like that that pop up around me as I do it. Um, and look at these glorious exactly. muscles. And, and, and like, not even to mention like his, his, his Armstrong, like the style that he uses, that that heavy arm style, is like absolutely amazing. And I love how every single time, even though we already know, but every single time he uses it, he's like, "This te- this technique has been passed down from Armstrong to Armstrong." I'm like, "Yes, yep, yes, it has. We know, like we know that it has, sir." Um, but yeah, I love him. One of my one of my favorite bits with him is when he's like. In the muscle off with the other, I don't. Even, I can't even think of what it was occurring. But there's a muscle off with another guy, and they're expecting them to go toe to toe, and they're literally just flexing, and that resolves it. It was um, it was uh, what's her name? It was the teacher. It was the teacher's wife or the teacher's husband. Oh yeah, it was, and he it was. was trying. I think they were trying to get him either to tell them where the teacher had gone, or there was something going on between the uh, between the, the boys and the dad or the the teacher and yep. or the teacher's husband. And Armstrong was like, he was like, at this point, words are not going to help you. He's like, the only thing that'll solve this is our muscles. And he like walks up, mm-hmm. and Armstrong starts flexing, and then like the the. The husband is like over there still cutting off the meat or whatever, and then he starts flexing again. And then the dad's just like, "Okay, well, let's let me go ahead and start flexing." And they just start flexing at each other. And then at the very end, they like like the stars pop up in their eyes, like the little hearts, and they shake hands. And they're like, "He's not going to tell us." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> Winry busts out like screaming, "No!" And then they're like, "Wait, they solved it this by their muscles." Um, yeah. So yes, I, I agree. Um, I would say the number two for me is Colonel Mustang. Um, yep, I, love I, I love that, that little, the crimson alchemy where you can just snap his fingers together and, and it, and it just immediately just causes a fire. Um, and to, mm-hmm. to, like you said, with, with the bits, I think that the one that always gets me that I absolutely love, because again, another aspect for me when it comes to animes that I love uh, or that I really like to me, that one that makes them good is like some kind of love interest. And I love the episode or I love, yeah, the episode and the part where Mustang was getting ready to fight Scar. And as he's getting Mm -hmm. ready to snap his fist, uh, his Lieutenant Hawkeye like knocks him down and like pushes him over and she's and yep. he's like, "What are you doing? Like, I'm your, I'm your, your superior. Like, why would you do this?" And she's like, "Sir, you're useless when it comes to the ring." Uh-huh, <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, 
Oh, yeah, you're right. They're so great together. <laughs> they are. I love them. They are. And like, and this is obviously skipping over because when you go into Brotherhood, like when he's fighting, um, oh my gosh, was it Lust? It was Lust or Envy. No, Envy, Envy is the um, Envy is the one that can change shapeshift. Lust is the one that has the nails. And yeah. I remember when he was sitting there and he no, so he was fighting Envy. When he was fighting Envy, and Envy had changed to uh he had he had Envy had hurt Hawkeye and then had changed into Hawkeye in front of yeah. him. And he literally completely just lost it, was just snapping over and over again to the point where like he mm-hmm. pretty much burned him to like a pulp i was like don't mess with his woman son you ain't ready don't do it yep he also has such a great character arc in both Mm -hmm. stories like in the original he obviously has done a lot of terrible things and he has to kind of come to terms with that throughout the series and it's great watching that evolution i agree um and then i would say third it's major hues like oh, right yeah I, I as much as you know i i i mean and and if you're listening to this list one you've hopefully if you're if this if you're not a first time listener you've already gone through and listened to my episode that talks about my the five anime deaths that still like rock me to my core um and that was a great episode, I appreciate by the way. That. Thank you so much. I, I cried literally when I got well, I cried when I got to Nina for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. but Major Hughes, he definitely is one of my favorite characters because in a world of all of these OP characters and characters who have abilities and characters who made all of these decisions and made all these mistakes and did all this other stuff over here, you have a normal guy who is who is still right there with him still has the rank and everything like that and just wants to go home every single day to his wife and beautiful daughter like that's yep. all he wants to do he's like hey you know what like i still i still love the part where like he's sitting there on the train and he's and and he's calling mustang and mustang's like what do you want and he's like oh well i just want to tell you about my beautiful daughter and like mustang like hangs uh-huh. up and i'm like this is all the guy wants he literally loves his wife he loves his daughter and that is all he wants to do is just be able to still be with his friends and hang out with all of them help the boys whenever he can and go home and see his wife and daughter when he get home he gets home so he's also such a badass character too like he just I mean, he kind of goes behind Mustang's back occasionally mm-hmm. to help the boys out. He does what he thinks is right, and he doesn't bend to anybody else's yeah. ideas. And I love that. I love. I love how he's always had like that little, the little dagger that he uses. Um, yep. I, I've I've always kind of loved that he has like this little like it's like in a world of people actually being able to like transmutate like a big old robot. He's like, watch out for my little dagger. It's like, well, I mean, okay, Hughes, you know. You're you're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what about you? What do, what do you have a top three or do you have three that you really like or a couple that you like? So obviously I have Winry as my first. Um, I'd have to say my second is Mustang. I just really love him as a character. And then my third would have to be uh, one of the homunculus, actually. Um, I always get, con- I get him confused between the original and Brotherhood. So spoilers the homunculus that is created because of teacher oh um what is it yeah it's wrath, wrath, isn't yeah. it yeah because wrath is bradley and yep. brotherhood yeah. i think so 
I love Wrath as a character and first why he's there. That's one of the reasons that I like the original. I love both series for their own like mm-hmm. rights, but I love the Hemunculus' stories and where they mm-hmm. come from in the original. But I love that Wrath has this duality where he's created from well, okay, I guess spoilers. Yeah. He's created from teacher and he has part of Ed's arm and leg and he is kind of in a way part human and he just wants to be with somebody who cares about him and then he's corrupted mm-hmm. and he goes through this huge arc too and I, I don't know why I just love it I'm really drawn to it yeah I agree and he has a he has a very it's a very sad kind of backstory because like you said he was literally born didn't necessarily ask to be born i mean i guess who really asked to be born um but <laughs> i don't think anybody's just like hey you know what can i win the race this time can i you know be born but um but when he does come into his own it like you said it's one of those things like hey go ahead and start eating these little philosopher stones and you know you'll get strong and you don't you don't really tell them like hey one is you know very poisonous to you and two it's going to change the way that you are and yeah. he has the opportunity to get the love and ha- live somewhat of a normal life that he could have he could have well I guess Ed wouldn't have necessarily just allowed him to live a normal life but um he had he had a chance for some kind of normal you know normal life, but it just kind of got taken away. And then next thing you know, he was just you know he was on the wrong side of the, you know the wrong side of the tracks. And it's just yeah, that was just it was that was very sad. Like you said, I love I loved I loved the Fuhrer as well. Um, mm-hmm. Now Bradley yeah 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 King Bradley like hands down like. If if you got again, if you're not if you're a first time listener, then I suggest that you go back and you listen to November my November tournament of power um, from last year. That was a dope listen where King Bradley actually made it very he made it a lot far. Like that was a sweet sixteen bracket, and I think King Bradley made it to like damn near the end. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was like your third or fourth. Yeah, season. like he was he was really good, um, and with a lot of his abilities. But like you said, this that version of Wrath was was amazing too. Um, yeah, it was just that was kind of messed up. I I was really you know what really the Humunculus I really liked what the one that never really got a whole bunch of uh, a lot of praise was uh Gluttony. Like Gluttony was actually low key. Like Gluttony should have been if he was smart enough. He should have he should have been able to like run everything. Yeah, agreed. because nobody else would have been like Envy couldn't do anything because even because e- e- even in the fight, well, again, this is when I were just back and forth, but even in the fight in um Brotherhood, when Greed ends up getting swallowed up, Greed and Envy end up getting swallowed up inside of him. Envy couldn't get out. Like once once yeah. Gluttony went like w- once he went berserk like no one he no one was safe from him like he he could have like sucked up father like he could have sucked up like everybody like and no one would have been able to do anything but gluttony was was low-key very uh he was very op he was just he was i mean he was unfortunately just dumb he was like sloth like he was just he had one purpose and it was like well i mean you're not really intelligent enough to kind of fight against us or outwit us so you'll just do what you're told but yeah i mean really even in the original he's like 
kind of ends up being the ultimate mm-hmm. homunculus and but you don't know anything about him you're like all right well yeah that's things. all we know okay, he's got cool. like an insatiable appetite yeah. that's all we know about him you know what's crazy too so in conqueror of shambhala he ends up having like multiple heads mm-hmm. and stuff and this is getting into a little bit of literature here but in dante's in Inferno, I think I think it's Dante. Uh, he talks about Severus, mm-hmm. the dog, having multiple heads, and I think he's the guardian of the ring that is associated mm, with gluttony. Interesting. Yeah, so I'd be intrigued to find out if they were like inspired by that at all for his character That's design. Very interesting. At that point. I, man, they they very well could because I mean, like you said, it, he he definitely fits a lot of that description. Interesting. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we do collaborations, people. You get people on here that are smart about things and they know things outside of things that I know. This is why you bring them on. I just know a lot of useless <laughs> random facts. Like Faye Valentine's uh, cryogenic tube has a Star Trek Enterprise. See, I would have never known that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a Trekkie, so it's my job. Well, to know it makes things. sense as to why you would know then. It's so crazy too. When I was rewatching FMA, there was one scene in particular that stuck with me that had never it had registered in the past, but it really hadn't like really hit me until I did this rewatch. And it was actually spoilers the uh, the um, scene with Marta in Al's body when Bradley comes up mm-hmm. and like sees her in him and mm-hmm. and pierces her with the sword and you see mm-hmm. all of her blood leaking out of Al and they pull away from that shot and I was like wow that is beautiful and intense and so well done and I hadn't even cared about her character in the past and on this rewatch I was yeah. like why did I not care yeah. about her character was, in the past? I felt the same way about the um um what a, the the brothers or the, not the yeah the brothers remember the the one where they where they're in yep. the, I guess again spoiler at this point just I'm just gonna say there's gonna be just a spoiler for all of FMA so that way it just covers it so we don't have to say spoiler every single time um, but the part where they when they go into the prison and they have the 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 suit yep. armor mm-hmm. that has the head that Ed thought was just a head but then he also has a head and the body. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, dude, like mm-hmm, that yeah. is re- like, and the fact that the the big brother is like, I'm perfectly fine with this. Like, you know, like if you're gonna kill us, like we deserve mm-hmm. to die. Like we've done some very messed up stuff in our in our you know in our time, but we just want to go out a hero a hero's death. Like, please, just if you're gonna kill us, like take both of us out together. I don't want to be without my brother. I don't want you know what I'm saying like I don't want him to be scared and go yeah. by himself. And I'm like. These are characters that you don't necessarily think, but like fuck Barry the Butcher. Like I don't care what anybody says. Barry, Barry deserved everything that he got for what he did. Um, I didn't even realize that that yeah, was him like, until yeah, this rewatch. All that, the the you know his the whole, that whole part, and especially like he tried to like psychologically like mind like mind fuck a thirteen year old kid into believing that his brother is not his yeah. brother, like. Come on, dude. You deserve everything that, that you got from that situation. But those two brothers, I'm like, dude, that's yeah. that's they didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for anything. They did they didn't they just literally wanted to die the first time that they died together. Like they just wanted to die. And then all of a sudden you bring them back and at, it's like like 
I don't want to kill you guys. I want to just go find my brother and I want to come back. And they're like, we're not going to let you leave until you give us the death that we honestly deserve. And it's like, this is sad. Like, this is, this is so sad. Yeah. Um, and like, Ed's so torn on it. And I love that scene because they're not good mm-hmm. people. I mean, they were mass murderers, but nobody deserves to be brought back for yep. somebody else's schemes. And Ed's whole thing is we're not going to kill anybody. Like that's his moral code. Yeah. And then he kind of does like it ends yep. up happening and he has to cope with that. And I think that's just a great thing for him to have to deal at the same time while Al's dealing with his own Internal exactly, and it, and it was one of those things. Real. Again, it shows, and we talked about this, and I know you hit it on the head from the very beginning. Like when it comes to good anime character development, like just being able to see where they started off. Like you said, we're, this is what we're not going to do. We refuse to do this piece, and then understanding that in order to get what you're ultimately looking for, and it's, and it all boils down to the law of equivalent exchange. Like at the end of the day, regardless of what you want, and I I actually had this conversation, my parents are very, very spiritual and religious, and I had the conversation with them, and I was like, you guys, like, as much as, you know, you guys are, are, you know, believers in this and everything like that, completely understand, I don't, I don't, I try to really tiptoe the line of religion, but as much as, you know, you love religion, like, this, this show literally embodies everything of, like, a religious, like, if you wanted a true battle between Scientology or, you know, alchemy and Christianity, this show, like, literally will show you Mm -hmm. what that battle looks like. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like a perfect mesh of the two, because we can live in a world with both of them, that's perfectly fine, and this shows it well, but it also shows the battle between yeah. ideologies yeah, sure. and, and I science. Mean, it, oh my God! Don't even get me started on the the the, the was it the God King or the the Sun King Leo? That whole arc that starts at the very beginning. I'm oh like, yes, well, this isn't a mm-hmm. church that then I don't know what is, but oh my gosh! But um, but yeah. So again. <laughs> we're saying I agree that 100%. this is a really dope show guys again i know that if you've listened to my podcast repeatedly you know that i've talked about full metal alchemist so much like i've if this was a dead horse that's been kicked like at this point we, we're just rolling it down a hill like mount everest and it's just going to keep on tumbling <laughs> until it hits the bottom but it never will hit the bottom so um yeah, such a good show. It's too good, and that's and that's why I said what I said prior to this. I'm like eight point one out of eight, like or eight point one versus an eight. Like fully coolie is an eight. Full Mother Alchemist, as we just talked about it for like twenty minutes here, is an eight point one. Like that doesn't make sense. Those numbers don't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And it's well, it still has some like weird factors to it i think the characters in it are so relatable and amazing that anybody could anybody really not anybody everybody really needs to give it a chance because man if you don't cry during it you're team dead inside you are definitely dead inside if you don't cry um okay cool um yeah i mean those are the two reviews do you have any final thoughts on full mode alchemist Uh, it's amazing. Everybody needs to watch it, and cool. that's all I have. Oh, the art's beautiful too, and so is the soundtrack. Really, yeah. I'm just gonna say yeah, that about I every anime um, I watch. So yeah, the art style is awesome. It's good to see how they how they do the tr- like the transmutations and like the transfigurations and stuff like that. It's really dope. Um, and like you said, 
yeah, yeah. the witch call and mm, i love the fact oh my god see now i'm back on it but i love the fact that i love the fact that even though everybody has their own alchemy style no one really has the same style like and that's very like yeah I agree. watching a lot of different animes it's very different it's di- very difficult to watch a show that everyone doesn't have which is one of the reasons why like i love one piece which is one of my favorite shows that i'm watching right now that i'm current on but because in like in shows like Mm -hmm. that it's very difficult to give everyone like you have a huge cast of characters so it's very difficult to give everybody unique skills like it's because eventually at some point like somebody's going to have something similar which is why i love the introduction that they did with scar like because scar is literally scar yep. scar literally mm-hmm. does what everybody else does the only difference is is he only stops at the at the destruction part so it's like you didn't give him you didn't yeah. give him any kind of special alchemy that you know like oh like if he claps his hands together and you know he does whatever he he can he can just decompose no it's like literally this is a tattoo on my arm mm-hmm. and the only thing that it is here for is to destroy like that is all i'm here for um, so I love that they did that. Yeah. And the cool thing too is the way they actually perform mm-hmm. their alchemy is all different too. Like Mustangs, he snaps and then Ed obviously claps his hands together and like everybody has yeah. their own individual yeah. move for it, which so- I think is really great. Also, the dub on it, I I'm a dub and a sub fan. I actually am like super deaf and I have subtitles on everything, but I also yeah. love the dub version and I think that's accessible. Yeah, I, well I agree. I really think well that, that that was how like there are very few shows. Again, if you've listened to the, the show before, guys out there, um uh and I use the term guys loosely, very loosely. Um but uh if you got if you guys out there have listened to any of my other episodes and you know that like I've had this conversation multiple times with people, dub versus sub, I am team sub. Um, but this is one of mm-hmm. those very few shows that I absolutely love dub. Like this is dub, like Cowboy Bebop is dub, Samurai Champlo is dub. Like there are certain shows that I have to watch dub. Like Dragon Ball Z, I have to watch that dubbed. Like, because when I watch that and I mm-hmm. hear Goku with his whiny five year old voice, like this grown man who is in <laughs> his 30s and 40s, I, it, it just, I, I die. I die a little bit inside every single time that I hear yep. it. So there are very few shows that I have to watch like that, but Full Metal Alchemist is one of the shows that I have to watch in dub to get the full experience for me personally. So, Agreed. um, Okay, cool. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this again, and this time we both have to come to the conclusion that we have no closing <laughs> thoughts on Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Um, Deal. Okay, so that kind of wraps up the episode. Um, I mean, yeah, that kind of wraps up the episode. Um, so again, today I had Ali from taboos podcast um we're gonna let her plug here in a little bit at the end but she was my guest we did an interview question or some interview questions and then we did the reviews for fully cooley and we did a review on full metal alchemist um I want to thank everybody for sticking around and supporting the show again um you can always find me on twitter at ig and twitter and ig oh my god um at anime talk 12 that's anime talk one two um and 
as always, like, let me know what you guys think. If you liked the episode, if you didn't like the episode or anything like that, please reach out to me at Matt St. Jack, no, Matt St. Jack's podcast at gmail.com. There you go. I knew I had an email somewhere. Um, make sure that you reach out to me. Well, um, any, I mean, closing thoughts, you, you, this is, this is your time. Self plug, um, any kind of promotions, any kind of shout outs that you want to give. You're wrapping it up, Ali. So this is all you. Well, I just want to say thanks again for having me on, seriously, and just reigniting my love for anime. Yes. Like, we have a Crunchyroll account now because of you, so. <laughs> so, mission accomplished, and I really appreciate that, and we would love to have you on Taboo someday yes. to discuss the stigmas of anime, so looking forward to that someday. Uh, on the topic of taboos, you guys, if you want to Reach out to us. We discuss taboo topics that society generally doesn't want us to anywhere from or anything from pole dancing to politics, uh, religion, sexual things. All over the board. And it's, it's amazing, it's guys. Like it's, board, guys. I so. absolutely love it. I put it on in a car. I love every single one of them. I just you guys both are dope. So I appreciate you coming on as well. Thank you. This was so much fun. I what you're doing here is so great seriously i love it so much so i just love it i don't know i can't say that enough i (laughs) clearly have no other words give us us your plug one last time it's taboos the pod on twitter and instagram taboos on facebook and taboos podcast guys make sure you go out there and follow them um or follow the their uh their podcast like i said give them a listen like you guys will absolutely love it so um, make sure that you guys um, go out and subscribe and follow so um, again this is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk Podcast and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.